Welcome to Wake the Bear Radio with your host, Brandon Johnson, Chris Hurst, and Ron Powers. All right, welcome to Wake the Bear Radio. Yes, good to be here. Great to be here with Ron and Chris and Brandon. Yes, what a week. I mean, it was nice to have that that storms over with. We've been talking about for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And, uh, weather, things are starting to dry out. And, uh, you know, it's really interesting. Was um, now the weather dried out, we had the resident come to our uh, county. Yes, we did. The uh, resident chief uh, Joe Biden was in town last week. It was interesting. I actually got. I didn't actually see him. I saw the bulletproof vehicle that he drove by. We went down to Capitola, and we, we was like watching the mafia leave. Um, the Newsom was there. I saw the little video. We actually heard. We were actually in, at a coffee shop, and we could hear the choppers in the air. So you had these two um, Chinooks, and then you had a uh, three Osprey. Which, if you ever, I don't know if you ever yeah, seen the Osprey. The, those were like replacing the Black Hawk helicopters as the number one um, military attack helicopter. So it was kind of ominous, you know, to uh, have them here, and then it just kind of felt like, you know, like there was like. A, Almost, say it, it was a weirdness in the air for sure. Yeah, well, it was like millions of dollars, right? For this, I mean, to have all those things in operation, just to have uh, the resident there. Yeah, just um, visit. It's uh, it was it was crazy, and then I, you know, I just got back from the, um, yesterday. I went to the Niner game. Niner Dallas. Yeah, it was a good game. I was uh, obviously go Niners. Niners. I was with my daughter, who has decided to become a Dallas Cowboys fan. Um, no. So she was dressed in blue and white, and I was dressed in the gold and red and gold, and it was it was quite a lot of fun. There was a lot of energy. Um, it was one of the best um, playoff games I've ever seen. It was a defensive battle. Um, it was war, and it was amazing. So that was that was good. I mean, it was right down to like the last minute. I mean, it almost feels like the battle between the white hats and the dark hats. Like we're just neck and neck right now, seeing. But I, but I think we're actually moving into a new season. I think we're in a, we're. I mean, last week we were talking about um, the traps have been set, and now we're seeing them roll out. The first year, two years of the Biden president presidency has kind of set up a bunch of traps, and now I think we're going to start seeing them. And one of the major traps, obviously, that that we now have Twitter. So the the mainstream media can ignore stuff, but it's obvious they're ignoring things. And I think that's the the point is just to show obviously to everybody that um, the mainstream media is corrupted. Yeah, I think the difference in in the traps this week is it felt very bizarre, almost like the trap was being set uh, with Biden's home team against Biden. I mean, did, did, yes. didn't it feel like yeah. the media was setting him up and his people in the White House were setting up and um, there are some people leaving the sinking ship? Yeah, no, there was a major person that left the sinking ship. Who was that? Oh, that was Klein. Uh, Klein. Yeah, de- definitely. Uh, Chief, of Chief of staff. Chief of That's staff. That's right. Yep. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it is interesting because all the uh, truth tellers out there are saying, Something's happening here. How come the mainstream media is now all of a sudden covering this? Slowly starting to shift. Yes. Yeah. And I, there's, I've talked to, you know, I've listened to a couple of truthers who said, you know, that the media, they've been just doing reading scripts. And we know that for sure, that the media has been like that for, for years you know, with the Project Mockingbird. But it seems like now they're having, they're being forced to shift their, um, their, their narrative. There's, there's no way to, to hold it back anymore. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, what was really interesting, it keeps uh, getting pointed out by X-22, Dave on there, um, that, you know, Obama could have easily just said, hey, you know what, I uh, declassified those documents that uh, everyone's talking about with Biden. All he has to do is say that. And yet he didn't say that. He's been very quiet. And mm -hmm. it's just like, you know, and it's interesting because the news still is saying they're trying to compare Trump to it. Like, oh, they're just doing the same thing to Trump. You know, everybody's mm -hmm. equal. President Trump was president, and he has the ability to declassify any documents. Any documents, yes, and and it's even inferred to automatically if he has them on him that they're instantly declassified. All he has to do is say the word, and they are declassified. But a vice president does not have that. A vice president does not have the um, the right to have classified documents on his home and those things. And so it was very interesting how. You know, Mar-a-Lago Mar -Lago is, uh, you know, a safe. It's yep. in a safe. There's security. Under surveillance. Gates, surveillance. Yep. All the, those things. Secret service all around. And then you have a garage where if those photos are correct of the, the, the Corvette, which I will say, I will give uh, Biden the, you know. Benefit of the doubt. That yeah. He has a very mm -hmm. cool car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's probably not a green car. The car guy. But, uh, yeah, it's not green. Just <laughs> only in color. Um but yet in the back of the garage, they're, they're claiming that those were the files. And I mean, that is no security at all. Yeah. And so there's a big difference. You don't have the right to have them and you have no security. And yet, you know, they're not bringing that up. But it is interesting how the mainstream media is starting to uh, talk about this. Like, hey, this, and, and so people are getting ready. You know, chief of staff, there's been talk, you know, and, and yeah. uh, I was even quoted, uh, tweeted out by Matt Gates. You know, he was saying like, "Hey, this is you know, this is definitely uh, an interesting uh, tell." He called it a key tell that uh, the chief of staff would. His name is uh, Ron Klein. I saw a clip actually uh, from from a CNN interview where there was a um, an anchor that was totally trashing Trump when these documents were found at his Marlowe. So horrible. I mean, and, and then they actually played the, on CNN, they played the clip of what he had said last time. And they said, how is that different now? Isn't it, isn't it horrible now? And he said, well, essentially it's the same thing, but it's not the same thing because, and then he went into some stupid reason that made no sense whatsoever. And basically it's, it's, it's worse. And he's trying to say it's essentially the same. And you kind of just obviously pointed that out, Ron, that uh, the president of the United States has the right to declassify, the vice president does not. These are, you know, when they, they were already in a discussion getting those those documents back with the archives and, he, and it was like in discussion the whole time. As soon as they started asking for them, Trump's like, yeah, sure, you can have those back. But Biden's had them for six years in his, mm -hmm. in his possession. So we're not talking an immediate yeah. return. So, yeah. Yeah. What was interesting, too, with Biden is it's it started out with this one or two documents. So it was very minimized by the, the press. And then there was a box and then another box. More, and it was in, in Penn State and in Delaware. And now um, Biden's classified documents, uh, they, they've gone to his um, they're talking about going to his summer home and um, that where they uh, they actually went and found 25 to 30 documents there. Wow. So it's uh, right now it's three different places. There's a fourth place and the FBI, um, I don't know how many homes he has, but uh, the FBI said, yes, we're going to go there next. 
Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, don't move them. Oh, what are you talking about? And and uh, with the FBI, they're letting Biden attorneys get there. It's almost like they're um, letting them go through and decide what what um, they think is significant that they should let uh, the government know are um, classified in these places. So definitely, again, we're seeing the two tiered yep. system. I saw Cash Patel in an interview. And remember, he's the former deputy of intelligence and the prosecutor for the intelligence community. So he is so sharp on these things. And he said that he has never seen anything of this type of procedure before. What people aren't focusing on, he said, you need to look at this, that a classified document that they're talking about, oh, there's one here, there's one there. He said they're usually a lot more than just a page. Many of them that he saw were thousands of pages wow. long. They were in sets, and that was considered a classified document. So the press really isn't telling the public um, the extent and what is in those uh, files. So it'll be very uh, entertaining and informative, I think, as this trap continues to be set. I, I think what we're really seeing is dark to light, right? We're seeing dark and darkness and light side by side. We're seeing life and death side by side. Um, you know, it reminds me of a passage in scripture where it says, you know, here today I set before you from, you know, Yahweh speaking to the people of Israel. I set before you life and death. Choose life that you and your children may live. And of course we had the, um, the, uh, the anniversary of Roe v. Wade, which mm. has was overturned, yeah. but, but we had um, these celebrations of life, marches for life in multiple cities: San Francisco, San, you know, in D.C., um, in Dallas. Uh, Sean Foyt was doing a dance. Uh, you know, they were mm. marching down the street, dancing, singing, worshiping down the street. Yeah. It was powerful. It choked me up watching it. But and the whole point was like, we're not we're not going now to the Supreme Court to do this march for life. We're going all over because. The Supreme Court, the unconstitutional right that they, the Supreme Court found in the Constitution, which the right to kill your child is not there. So they had to finally overturn it, which we all knew that was coming. It just was taking forever. I mean, we're talking 66 million yeah. babies later. But now it's been overturned. But now the battles are going to the states. And so that, that, that those marches have to happen in every state in the union. Yeah, and the yeah. volume of people that were out there, it sent a strong message. I know there were um, there were recorded more than 300,000 in Washington, D.C. alone. Wow. And the message mm -hmm. is that life is important to Americans. It is. That's right. A lot of young people, too, uh, were involved. Mm -hmm. they, they noticed that and made the comment about that. I was really encouraged by that. Well, that goes compares now to the uh, vice president's comments. What were those? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> was she given a speech? Uh, Kamala Harris was given a yep. speech. What, what did she say? She was, said she was um, quoting the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> and uh, when she gave the speech, I'm sure you've seen it. It's been out all over the place. She said, uh, regarding abortion, we are endowed, as in the Declaration of Independence, to liberty and the pursuit of happiness. And it was a, it was a mic drop because everybody knows wait a minute, something was missing in this liberty and the pursuit of happiness. So, it, you know, obviously she left out the oh so important <laughs> line of uh, inalienable rights that life, 
life. First, it's first and foremost. And then she said an interesting thing. She said, and these are not rights. Uh, these are not things we are um, um, given by anybody. They belong to us. And, and I thought they do belong to us. She didn't mention God. But she she didn't mention life, how, so there is yeah. such a disconnect. Well, and how they belong to us. I mean, the the Declaration of Independence is very clear that we are endowed by our mm -hmm. Creator with certain inalienable rights. Right. So there's an acknowledgement of God, the rights that are inalienable because they come from God, and so the right to life for that child who has its own brain, its own lungs, its own head, its own arms. You know, a mother doesn't have two sets of heads while she has a baby inside her. It's a different body. So that child has life and it's one of the, you know, it's the most um, vulnerable stage in a development of a, of a, of a person is when they're in their mother's womb. So it's huge that the, that the tide is shifting and, and the, the marches that have taken place must be, the people who've marched in the past must be f just jumping for joy to, mm -hmm. to give, to, to recognize that God has taken this curse off of our nation. Yeah. Yeah. Different blood type and different DNA too. I mean, it's different as you can be. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's so, so it's not funny, but I think I find it very interesting in the setting, the traps that um, obviously it was all over social media what Kamala Harris said. I mean, it was like the biggest debacle anybody could imagine. And now with the setup that Biden might be possibly being um, being <laughs> set up for being the, the new person coming in, the changing of the guards, I think showing Kamala Harris in this light, it's kind of like, oh, my gosh. That's plan B. Yeah. Uh, maybe we want someone who's senile in the White House. Wow. wow. Yeah, definitely. You, you think you can't get much worse, but maybe it can. It's a one-two yeah. punch of badness. Yeah. But I still believe that uh, <laughs> Biden was chosen by the White Hats to be that Judas goat, that one that leads the the uh, the sheeple astray so bad <laughs> that you, you could see it. And when I say that the ones he's leading astray, he's leading the Black Hats right. astray because he – He's made it so bad, and he's just messing things up. You know, if you had a moderate, it'd be a lot harder to, to have mm -hmm. people wake up. Yeah. But if you have something so radical and so bizarre, uh, people are starting to scratch their head like, mm, are you sure this is the right guy? So, yeah, absolutely. And he's, yeah. yeah, go on. No, I was say he's really embraced the left. I mean, the extreme, extreme elements of left. So Yeah, yeah definitely. You know, talking about life now, let's kind of transition to uh, maybe death. Uh, we had we had some deaths. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a, we, we had a very dear sister actually um, pass on uh, this last week. Yep, uh, Diamond, Diamond, as in Diamond and Silk, her sister. Those are their names. I think it's Loretta is her her name. But um, anyway, she had passed and she had died suddenly actually, mm -hmm. and um, it was a beautiful funeral. I got to watch some of it. Yeah. Um, President Trump was there and invited, wow. and in fact, in private, he he offered to pay for everything. And, wow! And uh, in fact, his sister, her sister, said, "You know, I, I know I you don't know I'm going to say this, but you know, this is what you said to me privately that you would pay for everything, and you, mm. you know." And he said all these endearing things. It was just really um, heartwarming. He's such a racist. That <laughs> yeah, <Trump>. exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what a racist would do. Yeah. I know. 
and so um, it was just a, it, you know, she'll be dearly missed. Yeah. Um, you know, so if for those that don't know who Diamond and Silk were, um, they were two sisters that were African American, and they really led a charge for their brothers and sisters of color. Uh, to say, hey, relook at things because uh, this president is actually an amazing man, mm-hmm. and he is doing amazing mm-hmm. things for us. If mm-hmm. we would just get past the bias that we've been brainwashed through the media to hate him, to think he's a, you know, racist and and all that stuff, and and so they were some of his loudest um, supporters. Supporters, yeah. And they brought, I mean, they basically brought the African, they were part of the movement to bring the African-American approval of President Trump from 3% to like 14, 15%, up to even like something now, some statistics say to 20 to 30% of the uh, of the African-American community in America are pro-Trump. And that's, in a lot, you know, you know, we got guys like uh, um, Kanye and others, you know, Kanye's got his issues, but he was like, he loved President Trump and he was made it, made it very clear that President Trump is the one that was freeing their people from this mentality of, um, of really like a, a new type of slavery. I mean, and then of course, Joe Biden's the one saying you can't be black and not and vote for Trump, which of course is just complete hogwash. So it's just really neat to see um, the people realizing um my, my, our black brothers and sisters realizing that that, that um, President Trump was the best president for for black people in in fifty you know fifty years. So yeah, definitely. And you know, it, it now there's hopefully going to be an investigation. You know, she um, Silk had talked about her sister dying, yeah. and she described it. Brandon, you were talking about it earlier. Describe what she well, was it saying. was just really heartwarming. She mm-hmm. but she was just saying like you know one President Trump is there. He's and she just got done saying, and she says, listen, I was in there with my sister. And don't call me a conspiracy theorist. I saw her fully alive, doing well. And then all of a sudden she says she can't breathe. Mm-hmm. And then we're doing giving CPR for her, to her while we're on the phone with, uh, with uh, 911. Then they come and, you know, she died suddenly. And we need to find out why are people dying suddenly. My sister died suddenly. Yeah, that's so, so important. I mean, to have an eyewitness like that and... Uh, she was adamant. Um, that's very visceral when you you're actually having to do CPR on on a fa- family member, and it does something to you. I was um, just just the, the whole operation of anti-Trumpism or Trump derangement syndrome. Scott <laughs> um, yeah. and Country was. Uh, I was on Truth Social, and there's a, an account called God and Country, and. And they, um, whoever that person is that that uh, has that account, said, Re- understand something. The dams and the swamp that is deep and wide around this planet, it operates on deceit, wow. on deception, mm-hmm. on fraud and lies. Yeah. And uh, their, their point was, um, as we look at uh, our information, we cannot go back keep going back and eating the garbage of media and expecting that they're going to tell us something that's going on. Yep. And so when you, you hear, who is it that, that says that, that there's something wrong with Trump, that he's an evil person? Well, the ones that operate in deceit and deception and fraud and lies, they have systematically shown um, sound bites of him uh, in situations yeah. that it would, you know, make Mother Teresa look bad if the, if it 
were done the same way for her. And so as we get this testimony from um, Silk uh, about her sister and about how Trump actually responded to her sister's death, that he said, I will be there at her, her memorial. Wow. Um, that, that what you're seeing is not what the media uh, perceives and is wanting you to see. It's what an eyewitness wants you to see, which is the kindness and the goodness and the generosity of his heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the comparison, you know, when um, Floyd, they, did, they had like five funerals for George Floyd and the, the mainstream media picked them up, all five of them, clips from every one of them. And, you know, you just don't see the coverage right now of, and they want to hide this and it's becoming more. And then I just going back to the fact that we have Twitter and the mainstream media just can't hide anymore uh, it, without being obvious that they're hiding stories mm-hmm. because it's coming out. And we're now like on uh, Twitter file drop number 15, which has got a whole new section of stuff coming out, um, how bad Adam Schiff was and actually uh, coercing uh, Twitter to try to, to de- de-platform, to, to devalue or to there's a term they use to make it so you don't see their their tweets as much mm-hmm. he was pressuring twitter to do this and adam schiff i mean everybody knows the guy is just a complete slime and the, the you know the lying about the russia collusion saying i have absolute proof evidence told the media multiple times i have absolute proof and evidence that russia you know president trump colluded with russia as an influence op- influence operation that he's an asset of russia and it, all of that proved out to be completely false yeah uh, you know, speaking of Adam Schiff, uh, uh, the p- guy who plays uh, in uh, Boy Meets World, remember that old uh, series? I guess he's he's going to run against him. <laughs> and so I thought that was really – Ben Savage. <laughs> ben Savage. Yeah, yeah, he's running – running, uh, who knows? We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But uh, Adam uh, there, Schiff should get a little run for his money anyway. Yeah, uh, we were talking earlier about um, the, the people who are the end suddenly deaths that are unexplainable. Yeah. We know that, um, that this past week, U.S. pro wrestler uh, Jay Briscoe died, and he was only 38 years old. Wow. I wasn't a um, WW, it must be WWF, AF. Uh, and uh, uh, so I don't know the, the circumstance. And then David Crosby died of uh, CS and why Crosby Stills and Action Young and, and the birds. Now, Crosby was 81. I don't know uh, what his, the, the cause of death was, but, um, but just noticing that there, there are a lot of deaths occurring. And one of the concerns that has also uh, bubbled up to the surface is the problem with uh, pilots and yeah. what they're calling the heart health changes. And uh, I was watching um, Johnny Enlow this uh, earlier today, so this week, and he was talking about friends of his who are a group of pilots that have gotten together as a consolidated power together to um, to sue the their particular. It's a large named uh, airline mm-hmm. uh, regarding the fact that they had to lose their jobs or get the backs. And uh, they, they were citing a study that um, the normal number of in-air incidences or in-service airline incidences worldwide every year is nine mm-hmm. when there is a dangerous um, near-death experience or a death experience, and it's the reason we have two pilots in 
in Plains for those nine cases. And they said in the year, the last eight months of 2021, there were over 250 dangerous uh, near death or death experiences Mm -hmm. in airplanes, in in public airplanes that the media has not picked up. And uh, so they were referring to to this uh, heart health. Uh, it's the new um, the new standards of what a normal heart rate. Uh, it's the PR interval in your your P wave and your QRS and your T wave. There's a distance is considered safe for for cardiac um, events, and a pilot would have to. Um, have an EKG within that normal range. Well, they've changed it wow. quietly under the surface mm. that, that that range between the PR interval has gotten longer. And that shows a an increased opportunity for ventricular fibrillation to actually occur. And so there's lots of things regarding um, the the, the vaccination that's concerning right now and, and concerning unknown deaths that no one wants to actually attribute to anything. So the FFA has changed the heart health standards after 100 years. They've never changed it for 100 years, but they just changed it. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Because they can't get enough air- I can't get enough pilots to fly. That have healthy hearts, have right? Healthy hearts. And then I, there was even a discussion about putting one pilot per cockpit, rather, because they, can't, they don't have enough pilots wow. to fly. So, the, and I, I don't know what the name of that organization is. It, it, it's like Air, Air, Air Pilots for Freedom or something like that. It, it, was it a specific group that was a specific airline, or is it a, a multiple airlines that were making this, filing this, this lawsuit, do you know? Well, the lawsuit was for this particular airline. Okay. But there is a, a larger group of pilots that are um, that are sharing their experiences on Twitter, and they're uh, they're letting uh, they're they're bringing people together and trying to be a a place where um, people can rally and maybe do some other possible class action suits. Yeah, I just it goes back to the question, you know, how long and how bad does it have to get before wow. normies start to wake up? More than more the normal person, I you know, we've kind of seen most people have gone into their chambers and they're like, la 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 la, don't tell me, I don't want to hear. They're not even researching. A lot of the normies out there, they're not even they're not even asking the questions anymore because they're afraid of what the answers might actually be. And it's 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 hard to be the person who wake the it's hard to wake people up from their slumber. Mm-hmm. But we're like, hey, wake up! It's time to wake up. This stuff is happening right before your eyes. The mainstream media is hiding it, and you're now hearing about it on Twitter, and you're now hearing it on alternative sources. And it's it's just I, I just wonder how long before people start to see that the 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 division between light and dark, death and life, good and bad. The darkness just seems to get being getting darker and darker, and you just you there, there's no fence anymore. You can't be on the fence. You, you, you know, they used to say that the that Satan was the one who ruled the fence. Well, yeah, it's really clear, and there's not much fence left. You're either with the enemy or you're with the Lord, and it's becoming very very clear, especially with a lot of the Hollywood um, elites right now coming out with some of the photography. I mean, it was a Jamie Lee Curtis that had a photograph of a child, a naked child. Compa- oh compacted into a ba- a bucket on the wall behind her oh living room. Yeah, I mean, and it turns out that this is a, a woman named Snyder who takes photographs of these types of things of kids in weird positions. That, and, and apparently, this is desired among the elites. 
in in Hollywood. And I, there was another Alanis Morissette came out and said, "Oh yeah, yeah the music the music uh, industry is is ran by elite pedophiles." Elite pedophiles, yeah. She was talking about even her own experiences where she was forced to have sex in as a teenager. Wow. And then you know she said, "I'm a victim," and then they're like, "Oh no, you're 15," you know. And, and, and so they were. Yeah. yeah. Well, she was she was feeling bad. She was thinking she was giving her consent, and then she had to go back and wait a second. I was 15 years old. That's not yeah. my. Kid. So she was you know she was statutory rape is what it is. And you know, you, for the casting couch, yeah, that tradition in Hollywood. Wow, yeah, it needs to be cleaned out. Yep. Mm, now, what down. what do you, uh, Ron, you and uh, Brandon? How how much pain do you think? How close to the precipice are we going to have to go before the normal people wake up? Before we see people rising up and saying, this has got to change. Well, some people right now, I mean, I've got Google. Um, Alphabet is the parent company to Google. And they laid off 1,200, 1,200 people. 12,000. 12, oh, excuse me, 12,000. Yeah. When they're citing economic reality where we're at. The, the, the economic reality is getting bad. Microsoft laid off 10,000 um, jobs uh, for slow spending. So the economy has to get bad enough for people to say, the people who are making these decisions, you know, it's it's affecting you financially. And I, it seems like there's got to be more, right, Ron? I mean, that, yeah. that's going to wake people up. Again, you know, if you're still able to go home and binge watch your favorite movie and still go out to eat, you, you haven't really, you haven't been affected yet. So I, it's going to take more. I, I'm sad to say it's going to take more. It'll take more job losses. And, you know, those things take time, too. You know, when, when uh, say, Google lays off 12,000 people, well, that's a trickle-down effect. And it takes time before, you know, the local store doesn't see as much uh, purchases and things like that. So, you know, because people can be on packages mm -hmm. uh, when they get laid off from big companies. So they might have a couple months. Uh, hopefully they are with uh, Google. I don't know. I mean, it was a pretty quick layoff. It was like you got an email from, uh, you know, the CEO, and, and, and all of a sudden you were, wow, I'm surprised. So... Um, but yeah, unfortunately, I think there's going to be more ahead, you know, uh, this died suddenly thing where people are dying, where, you know, you said the statistics went from nine, uh, deaths in, in a plane from pilots to over 200, 250, you know, wow. when you start seeing planes come out of the, out of the sky, people of uh, families are going to say, Hey, I lost my family member. And I'm, I'm starting to hear these things that the pilot could have died suddenly and i'm starting to hear these things from truthers about this mm -hmm. conspiracy that uh, it's from the jabs well i just lost a family member and now i'm really interested and i'm going to tell my neighbors about it because now i'm starting to wake up and so i i hope it doesn't take that but i think things like that it's going to have to be more and more and we're starting to see an increase on all of those things on every front even, uh, you know, they had Davos, the, the, you know, the elites met in uh, Davos, Switzerland uh, last mm -hmm. week. And in the past, you know, they were pretty much let alone. But they were almost, I don't want to say harassed, but they were rightfully uh, interviewed by a lot of truthers. They had media Rebel out media, there, yeah, those guys. Face, <laughs> microphone in their face, you know, I mean. To the CEO, right? CEO of Pfizer. They stuck a yeah. microphone in his face and they asked him blank questions. People are dying all over the world. Do you feel bad about this? You made millions of dollars. Do you feel bad about this? Not millions, billions of dollars, right? Yeah. Billions of dollars. Uh, there was actually one uh, doctor that came out just recently that said, you know, he was, he got two jabs from Pfizer and he was actually getting on uh, media. He's a British guy. He was on Good Morning Britain and, uh, and he was basically 
trying to help curb or tackle the uh, vaccine uh, hesitancy. And he basically said, you know, I'm, I, the, you can't hide this anymore. This is, this, is, this is the worst rollout of any pharmaceutical drug or intervention that's ever happened that made the most money of any rollout in human history. And it didn't, it doesn't, it did not stop transmission. It didn't stop infection. So why, the question is, why is that happened? And now he's actually asking questions. So we're going to see more and more doctors. This is a cardiologist mm -hmm. who, who, have, who were on the other side, finally repenting. And that's what the term means. Change your mind, change your direction. And they're in, but there's a lot of people that don't want to repent. They don't have to, they're finally going to have to turn and believe the truth rather than continue to stay in this witchcraft, blinding mind control that's been going on in our country and in the world. Yeah, so. it was interesting at Davos that, that um, they were interviewing uh, pilots and they said that the pilots, uh, one of their requirements were they were not vaxxed by these private um, transports oh that my they, gosh. Were, they were having wow. it at Davos. So it's uh, it just is, uh, again, it's, it's part of the elite thinks that they can do whatever they want, whenever they want, to whomever they want, and that they have that, uh, they have their agenda. And so it's important that um, as we feel the pain that we just don't go to that, oh, that's coincidence, because that's really part of our wake up call and part of our, our testimony. I, I think that how, how much pain are we going to have to experience? Well, until it's, it's evidently it's going to touch our own lives. And we know that even right now, the U.S. government hit a 31.4 trillion borrowing limit last wow. week. And that is going to affect Social Security. That's going to affect Medicare. That's going to affect um, retirement accounts. And then with the Davos, they were heavy on the ESG, that environmental social governance score. And we know um, that most of the big um, retirement systems are in BlackRock. They're in State Street. They're in Vanguard. Although Vanguard's making some changes right now, they're beginning to say, we're not sure about this ESG thing, but State Street and, um, and BlackRock, they are all in. And when, when you make this uh, a priority ahead of, of your, your financial investments and return on investments for the people who are giving you uh, monies for that, mm -hmm. then there is a significant problem. And so I think people will, will find out and feel, I know uh, I'm a member of PERS and our PERS accounts, we're just watching them go down, down, down. Public um, employees, um, uh, our, our retirement accounts, they are going down. So I'm personally feeling it. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned the ESGs. You know, uh, it was uh, Elon Musk was talking about that. He said the S stands for satanic. <laughs> satanic. I that was interesting. Yes. But, you know, he's been on probably the raw end of the ESG scale as well because he had, uh, you know, he started um, Tesla. Tesla was a very green company, social, all those things, had a very high score. But since he got involved with Twitter and free speech and things like that, that score for Tesla has gone down. His ESG has gone down. And so you think, wow, that's a big company. But if you were to um, think about an individual small company, mm -hmm. that could wipe you out. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's really a big warning, a warning you should take from seeing what's happening to, uh, to Twitter and to, to, um, to Elon Musk. 
because that could happen to every one of us, the small person. And so I think I think that was very interesting. Also, uh, when you mentioned about Davos, you know, these people, um, you know, the the rebel media interviewing, you know, they were interviewing people like Greta, saying, uh, "What do you think about uh, you know everyone coming in on a private plane?" I thought, you know, isn't that against your message? And she kind of chuckled and stuff like that. But, you know, I found out that was like over a thousand private flights for this went into Davos. Yep. So private planes. And then you're about an hour and a half away from Davos. The airport, is, there's no airport in Davos. And so what do they do? They they take a helicopter ride. Ooh, that's the great. Airport. Helicopter rides. Yep. And then the very last leg is a gas guzzling, you know, armored or, or SUV. Uh, SUV. <laughs> um, I mean, talk about the hypocrisy. Um, of this. I, I, I think it's hypocrisy, yeah. at least, you know. And the, so, yeah. There was one post that said, you know, there's eight, eight, eight billion people on the planet, but there's a thousand people making the rules for those eight billion and telling them what to do, but they're not going to the rules for thee, but not for me. And that's what's going on. And it's, it's come, becoming more and more clear. And they even, they even asked people, like, why are you the, the was one of the um, prime ministers, I think, of Luxembourg, why are you here making policy? Oh, we're just learning from each other. We're just asking. No. What's being decided here is becoming policy in multiple nations all over the world, and it's a plan. It's a, it, I really truly believe it is part of the beast system, where this yeah. this one world government that they're developing and growing. Um, you know, I've studied you know biblical eschatology for you know since I was a kid, and believing this this is coming someday. Well, it's 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 here. I mean, so hopefully Davos is you know getting the bad press. It's starting to get the bad press that it needs because we have to push back. We have to resist the forces of darkness that's the job of the holy spirit is to hold back the forces of darkness on the earth and the holy spirit in the church holds back the forces of darkness we cooperate with the holy ghost we cooperate with the holy spirit holding back the evil evil cannot take over the globe as long as the the holy spirit is here and the body of christ is on the earth and so granted there's going to be difficult times ahead but we have the power of heaven on our side we have that and i want to encourage people even though we're seeing this battle go out make no mistake jesus wins this battle the king of kings yeah. has already crushed the head of the serpent he is he's going to return he, he came to give his life to die and be resurrected but he will return on a white horse on that stallion you know with the with the lord of Re the, the the lord of lords written on his thigh as you know tattooed on his thigh he's coming back to kick some serious butt and you do not want to be on the force of evil and when that happens because uh, it's going to be the judgment day and it's coming. And, that, and that's one, I think, of the reasons that we're seeing so many kids that have no direction in their life. It, a lot. The, it was, I read a, st a story about a, um, one of the major um, leaders of a country whose kid was out throwing rocks and, and uh, cops and writing graffiti on stuff. It's like the left cannot raise godly kids, because good kids, because good goodness comes from God. Uh, the left is embraced a godlessness, and unless you know the, the founding fathers, George Washington and this, you know, who was the first president, and um, Adams, who was the second president, bo both said that this our constitution is written for a moral, godly people. It it can serve no other, and so if if you don't have that 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 centering. Uh, um, a healthy 
reverence for God in your heart, uh, you, this this nation will fall. It cannot be it cannot be sustained. It ha has to be a godly people. So, anyways, I'm I'm just I've been reading a lot about the first and second great awakenings that actually codified um, the nation together. We have the, the, you know there was a very important belief that that church that the church had a very significant role. There wasn't an official Christian denomination chosen. There was a separation of church and state that way, but. There was an expectation that a godly people would be behind the driving um, wheel of this nation, and when you put you know, reprobate minds there, you see that the the the, you know, the car's going off the cliffs, the wheels are falling off the car, and that's what I think we're seeing. And this we're seeing this these had, you have to show people. You can't tell them what's going on. They're just they won't they won't listen. They won't, they won't open their ears. Their, their necks won't be turned sideways. But if you show them. That's what we're, I believe we're seeing as we're, you know, it played out in front of us. So, Also, you know, I, I think it's important as, as Christians to call out the unjust things happening, the fraud and the corruption. You know, I, I had recently heard a sermon and it was about anger saying, hey, everybody's angry. And they, they were speaking all against anger. But yet there were verses that were skipped in that sermon that were like, be angry and sin not, you know, the Apostle Paul says. And then I was just going through the yearly reading of the Bible and I happened to be on Matthew 23 um, today, and it was the eight woes, the woes that Jesus said, you know, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. And he said it over and over, you know. He says stuff like, you know, you, you tie mint and dill and cumin, these are spices, you give that to the Lord, but you neglect the weightier provisions of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness, mm -hmm. you know. And so justice being one of those and you know, and he just went down over and over, and and it was to the point where he's like, "Hey, you guys are like," he says, "You know, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees." Now, scribes and Pharisees back then were the people that were like senators, you know, they were lawmakers, the laws, yeah, absolutely. And so he's talking about you lawmakers, you hypocrites. You know, you're clean, you clean the cup on the outside, and and you think you're clean, but you're full of robbery and self indulgence. You're blind, you know, you're blind, and, and then you. You should first clean the inside, you know, and and so he goes as far as saying, you know, you're you're just full of dead men's bones, bones. rotting flesh. That's what you guys are. I mean, that was the words of the day, you know. To, to and and I'm sure Jesus didn't say that like really calm and nice. He probably had a little anger. <laughs> yeah. in it's a righteous anger. Now it's yeah. not, you know, he was calling things out for what they were doing, and, and so we're to do that. You know, we're not here to make fun of people you know i know biden's getting old and he's forgetting things and and he's probably got some dementia but you know we don't take a joy in that when he falls and laugh but we do call out his policies and we call out hey if we say something about dementia it's because hey he's forgetting things and this is scary because you know if you give a guy a nuclear codes you know are you sure he's he's all there to to, to perform so yeah that's something I think as Christians we need to be vocal on. Well, even like the transgender ceremony that they just had a, like a few weeks ago on the White House lawn, you know, honoring transgenderism. I mean, it was like, are you kidding me? Or what, or what bizarre world are we in where our, our, our national leaders are embracing transgenderism and not embracing just basic science, yeah. that there are two genders, that, that everybody in the entire universe, you know, the entire world since the beginning of time, it was that that's not something that was questioned, and now we're questioning it. 
It's just the arrogance, the uh, the ignorance, the audacity of it. It's just this is the full on prideful evil that's going on. It, it has to be called out. And it, you know, you said that you know, if Christians and Christian leaders and churches and pastors don't speak out, then then the majority of the people that don't know any better go, well, I, I guess they must agree with it. I mean, what if God doesn't care about people, children being murdered in the womb? Then maybe God's okay with it. And so, if the if the church and the pastors don't say anything. Then the the average person thinks that maybe it's not bad. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Dinesh uh, D'Souza he was remarking on um, the injustice with the two tiered system and and Biden's defense uh, basically uh, was he, he said to, when asked um, what what did he think he he said well I. I don't have any regrets. Biden said that. And D'Souza said, um, when you say that I broke the law several times, but and I'm cooperating with authorities and I take these uh, matters very seriously, but there aren't charges brought and no one is um, is investigating that there's a there's a problem with the two tiered system and um, Attorney General Merrick Garland he was brought before uh, the Congress um, Judiciary Committee this week, and he insisted, you know, they were talking to him about, it looks like you've got a two-tier, two and they gave example after example after example, and all he could say was, we don't have different rules for Democrats and Republicans. We don't have different rules for power, powerful and powerless people and different rules for the rich and the poor. We apply the facts and law in each case and we're neutral and nonpartisan. But he didn't address all these discrepancies. Right. And so what we're talking yeah. about is that lawlessness that continues, it needs to be addressed. And, and I believe that as we wake up and we get the right people in the right places strategically, it will be addressed. Yep. Things are changing. The tide is changing. People are waking up. You know, Davos was uh, a lot of empty seats this time. Yeah. People had sheets out their windows saying this is what corruption looks like. People are waking up around the world. There's 30,000 people that met uh, and protested in Spain, the capital of Spain. I think it was today or yesterday. And last week it was France. It's around the world. And so we just keep pressing on with the truth. The truth will uh, set us free. And so uh, I, I'm excited. I, I think, uh, you know, as we wrap up, I think uh, we should end on this positive note that yeah. things are changing. Yeah. I mean, the Biden is under the microscope right now. Uh, you know, Fauci is, is next to, to be under a microscope and they're already talking about it. You know, they had released uh, NIH files, email files talking about him pushing to cover up a lab leak in Wuhan. Yep. You know, this this stuff is making the mainstream uh, outlets right now and where they wouldn't dare touch it before. Remember, you got kicked off our Twitter for saying something like that. I got and kicked so off now, for that exact thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so exactly. So uh, things are, are changing and that should give us a lot of hope and excitement for that. Yeah, it's, it, we're not playing um, the short game. We are playing the long game. This is a, an endurance run. It's not a sprint. And so we want to encourage you. The bear is waking yeah. up. Even our, our, it is a great state, California. Uh, we have some problems, but we, we need to rise up and continue to shake that bear awake, even as spring starts coming they should be coming out of hibernation. That's right. Right. All right. I think of this one verse, do not grow weary in doing well, 
For in due season, you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. The scripture teaches that. So we are, we are in the process of waking the bear up. We will see a harvest of, of coming. And I really do believe we're going to see a harvest. Not, a, not only just a harvest of people turning to truth, but a harvest of, people, of souls, people turning to the Lord. We're going to see patriots, continue to see patriots becoming Christians and Christians becoming patriots. And uh, it's just a, it's an honor to be a part of this with you guys and to see this happen and watch it in real time. So, amen. amen. And we'll close with that awesome uh, closing there, Brandon. Thank you. Right. Hey, good night, and uh, we'll see you next week. Wake the Bear next week. God bless. This has been Wake the Bear Radio on KSCO, 1080 on your AM dial. Oh.